0: Welcome to another episode of the Go With John Show. We have the Gepford family here today, and they are the owners of Promo. Uh, welcome, fellas. Thank
1: you. Thank so, you very much.
0: So we have Brian and Chris. Chris. And Christopher. Yes. So this will be fun. Mm-hmm. So, Chris, you started Promo. So tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, how you got the company started and why.
1: Well, I saw a need. It was starting to pick up people having their grass cut mm-hmm. and, um, I was working for basically the federal government. I was working out at Dulles airport at mm-hmm. the time. Um, and I just jumped into it. I started it with one mower, I actually had my dad help me out mm-hmm. with financing a mower. Uh, at the time I had Brian and my oldest son, I was married Mm-hmm. Working out at the airport was great, but it was only 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So I needed something to fill in my income. So I started doing this and I saw the potential. Now by seeing the potential, you know, if you want to work hundred, 200 hours a week, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. you're going to get paid. Right. And it's, and it's all on you. Um, if you don't want to work, you're not going to get paid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just saw an endless supply of money. And I knew if I hustled, I could make it work. And and to be honest with you, I had no choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was tough. What year was that? About? 90. I started in 1990. Okay. Full time in 93. Mm-hmm. So, a mentor of mine had a large fertilizer company mm-hmm. in the area. And he was like, hey, you know, let's join forces. Mm-hmm. It was starting to, at that time, people were starting to want an all in one service, all in one company to do their services.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He did not want to do that. He didn't want to manage a mowing company, uh, a mulching company. Not only that, he was had a franchise. Right. So he would have to put that under his franchise. The franchise fees were pretty expensive. So we had talked about it, and he at the time he was like, "Look, you know, I'm probably going to guarantee you three hundred customers." right off the get-go. And I was like, I don't know if I can handle that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's an awful lot. Probably at the time, I was probably mowing 25, 30 customers. Right. Part-time. Right, right. Well, as, as you know, a family, young family guy, I was like, I, I got to do this. I just don't see. I'm, I got a, basically a dead-end job where I'm at, at the airport. Um, yes, it was their securities there, but financially dollar amount wasn't on the cut to mustard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had goals that I wanted to achieve. Um, I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck. And so I let it ride for a year, still doing my own thing and just trying in my head, mm-hmm. figure out how I can make this jump and do it without damaging my finances severely and keeping my family together. Right. And, you know, interestingly enough,
0: back in the 90s, because I, I was starting my own company back at about the same time, we didn't have the Internet. Right, We, we didn't really have anybody to talk to. to you know, you could go and, and find some resources, but all of us that started businesses in the 80s and the 90s, we did it on our own. Right, with our own brain. That's and, right, and and from from advice from people that we met along the way. Exactly, and it
1: was scary. It was. It, it certainly was scary. Uh, I made that leap, and it was tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was definitely tough. Um, but I never looked back. Mm-hmm. I certainly had naysayers along the way. You'll never make it. You're not. Making enough money, you know, look at how much when you break it down, look how much you're making per hour. You could be, you know, doing something different and making more per hour. Mm -hmm. But in my head, I'm always like, it's endless. To me, it's endless. Right. How are those naysayers doing today? (laughs) It's funny (laughs) that you say that. I think about uh, certainly uh, one that comes to mind uh, was my CPA at the time. Yeah. And he was... Anti against me doing what I was doing. That's interesting. Yeah. And my mentor was, you never let a CPA run your business. Right. Because right. they're numbers guys. Right. And they're just looking at numbers. Right. You have to do what you feel comfortable in doing. And yep. and that's what I did.
0: Yeah. It is interesting, though, when you're trying to start a business and run a business, how many people will tell you it will never work? Because I had the same thing. And... Uh, you know, and sometimes it's the people that are closest to you that are that are saying, wow, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. You're making a big mistake. And and uh, it turns out for you and me, they were the naysayers were wrong. Right. right. You know, but it's easy to predict failure because, sure, um, you, you know, 90 percent of businesses go out of business after the first five years. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to be a naysayer.
2: Yeah. They're, they're usually mostly right. But th- I think people that are naysayers, they can put just as much effort into being a naysayer as they can to try to help you and push you right you know that's true so yeah yeah choice yeah that's true
0: that's true
1: i so the person that was against me yeah was a big country club guy Mm -hmm. and and then later on i joined the country club and he was, <laughs> he was a member at the country club. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I have no, uh, I don't have any issues with them, none whatsoever. Sure, he sure, sure. He, no, he, I get he, it. Some of my
0: best friends were naysayers. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. So so, so, you, how did you make the jump then from being one guy pushing a lawnmower to now, now you took on these 300 clients? So, did you hire people, or how did you how did you make that jump?
1: Yeah, I just I can't tell you exactly how it happened. I uh, ironically, where I was at uh, the building where I started out at was right. uh, my mentor's place. Nice, and it was next door to a Seven Eleven. Right, so it, it afforded me. You know, people that were coming in and out of 7 Eleven when I'm over there in the morning, right. getting my coffee. Right, right, right. You know, whenever that was, late afternoon, you know, going over there and getting a six pack, you know, I would run into people and I would just start asking, hey, you know, and that led to one guy, led to his family member, you know, right. and so on and so on and so on. And it's growing from there. Right. So, uh, so how long, how many years did you push them over by yourself before you, uh, just oh, ballpark it. That's a good question. I'm going to say probably, you know, five years yeah. at least. Yeah. Uh, and then probably transitioned in to part-time doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew at the time when I when I did start transitioning out that I was going to lose some of that productivity. Right. But on the back end, I was on the gain in other aspects of the business. Right. Sales, managing uh, you know, the business better. Right. Um, it, and yes, it, it did. There was, you know, a learning curve.
0: Yeah. So when did your sons get involved? How did they get involved in the
1: company? Wow. Well, the funny side of it is uh-huh. them being involved in the business was summer breaks. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> because I couldn't take it than just laying around. <laughs> and they had they had activities I mean, certainly we had vacation right right uh, we they all played football right uh, so their schedules with football you know you couldn't really have uh, a regular summer job yeah um, so they s- would come to work so basically what you're saying is they, they didn't really have a choice they. <laughs> they
3: really didn't have a choice. No. <laughs> we would have at the house, we would sit down in the evenings and uh, fold invoices and seal them into the envelopes, you know, like an assembly line, right. You know, easy stuff for us to do, not necessarily going out and working on a job, you know, but it was sort of anything that right. they needed help with, you know, they would bring us into right. trust you know, me so.
1: they were held hostage <laughs> <laughs> it was like
3: listen if you want to
1: go out and you know whatever yeah go skateboarding or you know th- this project has to be done
0: yeah my mom had a different technique because uh, yeah she's in real estate and and they would mail out my mom and dad would mail out postcards and she would say, "Oh yeah, this will be fun here. Let's put stamps on these." Uh, so we would watch TV and stamp uh, postcards at night. So we had kind of the same thing. So, what was Christopher? What was one of your first uh, jobs with uh, with the family business?
2: So, I mean, I'm probably similar sort of thing, small tasks like that. But then I would think towards the beginning probably middle of high school is mm-hmm. when I started kind of getting thrown out and doing some of the labor part of it, mm-hmm. which I, I did not like at <laughs> all. Um, and you, you not. get, you know, I think, uh, in a lot of business aspects, when you get out there and you do, whether it's manual work or kind of get your hands dirty, you, you get an appreciation of it later down the road. right? Um, especially if you have people that are working for you that are doing it. So probably high school, getting thrown into the summer mix. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a little bit once I got into college, um, back and forth. I tried a few different – I did an internship at, like, Carfax one college year and then worked at a golf course. Mm -hmm. So probably high school is when I started to get into the mix. Okay. Okay. So what is it like working with family? (laughs) How and long is this? Podcast okay, so I guess I So the folks, the folks listening, we just got
1: three really big deep breaths here. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 challenging. Um, there's the, the challenges are this. It for me, these are my sons. Right. Now, I also have two other sons. One's in college, mm-hmm. and, and an older son who's doing his own thing, and, and that's fantastic. Uh, certainly I never pushed them to come into the business mm-hmm. it was there mm-hmm. and I said, hey you guys need to go do what you want to do all the kids except for my youngest is he's still in college they're right. all gra- graduates so I feel good about that that mm-hmm. you know my kids have gone to college and graduated um but again, it was never you need to come to the business right if you want to that's great but I'm not going to force your hand at it. Um, but now having them in it, there's, there's challenges and there's challenges, you know, that I expect them to, to work harder than the employees work. You Mm -hmm. have guys and, and, and women that are looking at them going, Oh, that's, you know, the owner's sons, Mm -hmm. they get away with stuff.
3: Right. And do you, do you guys get away
1: with stuff? (laughs)
0: Uh,
3: no, I mean, I, I try to, I so. you know, really be the first one in and be the first one out. You know, I try to put in, you know, everything that I can. Right. And, you know, the way that I look at it is the more time I put in, the more I learn, yep. the more of an asset I can be and uh, the so more w- I can when help. You, when you say the first one out, you mean the first one out in the field. First one out at the end of the day. Oh, I'm sorry. First one in in the morning. Yeah, right. And then last one out. Right. I thought that's what you meant. Yeah. I was. I was yeah. just gonna get that straight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. So okay. yeah, just trying to be that person within the company that is that can be of a help. You know, right. no matter who you are, what whatever position you know you're in, um, that you can come to
2: me or I can come to you, and I have an understanding. That I can help you mm-hmm. do your job. Mm-hmm. You know. I think in in with the getting, I think some people, uh, you know, maybe from the outside, because it is a family business, would think like, oh, well, they're either dishing work out to others or they're sitting back. But, you know, with the positions we're in, it's it's sort of the opposite, you mm-hmm. know, shutting down at night. And, you know, a lot of the big things, if, if we don't do our part, then it's going to be a big domino effect of right. things not, not going right day to day.
0: Right. Right. I, th- I think it's hard for anybody to understand what really goes on in a business or a family business because it runs 24-7, really. You know, exactly. you guys are because you, you're you probably similar. It's in our family. You know, when we're sitting around having dinner, we're talking about real estate transactions or things that are happening in the real estate industry. And it's probably the same for you guys. It's,
1: it's unfortunate that there is not a complete separation when you when there are those family time times right. together. Uh, our vacations, unfortunately, fall into business stuff. Right now, some of that's okay wh- because now we're in a relaxed environment and we can have you know conversations uh, and not having other people coming at us. You know, trying to to improve on the business. Right. But certainly, there's never this. cut off when we're together as a family. Right. Because it's always
0: on your mind Mm -hmm. and a question comes up and you're right there and then you want to get it answered and done and move it on.
1: Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Right. It was funny when I was uh, just down spending uh, some time with my dad. uh, He listens to what's going on with the phone calls during the day. You know, he's just hearing me talking and he's, you know, giggling about it. And something, I mentioned something. And he's like, it was like first thing in the morning. And he's like, that just popped into your head? And I'm like, no, nah, these things bounce around in my head 24-7. Mm-hmm. It never, ever leaves me. Yep. And, and, and unfortunately, that's a curse, you know, when you're self-employed. Mm-hmm. And, and it can be a good curse. You need mm-hmm. to take advantage of it. And yep. when I feel like successful people... Um, which certainly I do not ever claim to be successful mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever claim to be successful uh, but if it's constantly clicking in your head you're mm-hmm. trying to improve right right well I think that's that's what most successful people do
0: is they try to be and in fact that's that's some of the greatest advice I, I got when I was a young painter. Um, you know, and I, I I had a customer who was really well off and I said, how, how did you get here? What did you have to do to get all this? And he said, I try to go to bed every night, just a little better than when I woke up that morning every day, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's exactly what you're saying is just try to be a little better every
1: day. And then you keep building on that. Well, I've heard throughout the years, uh, being in business. Oh, you know, you have a successful business, mm-hmm. and I've always said I don't feel that way. Yeah, I feel like if I concede to that notion of being successful, then I, I'm done. Then you, know? you get complacent, and yeah. then things start going wrong. Exactly. Yep. I mean, I have goals, I and mean, and they're the goals are probably you know unattainable. Right. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm working at them now. I'm mm-hmm. not disappointed if I don't reach some of those crazy goals but you know i'm happy where i'm at yeah but i'm still trying to improve
0: so tell us about some of your goals and then we're gonna then we're gonna talk to the boys (laughs) let's
1: uh, let's uh, let's hear about uh, let's hear about some of your goals that are certainly you know financially would Mm -hmm. be you know where you don't have any worries right uh, would be a, a huge goal. But
0: now, hold on a second. You told me on the elevator up here that you always worry. So, is that, is that what you mean? That's never going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I would
1: ideally, it would be nice to, to be away from this area. Yeah. And not have to worry about what's going on in the business, none whatsoever. Right. Not worry about any finances. Uh, be comfortable with my finances. Right. And I, would hope that I would feel comfortable at that time. I don't probably not just because it's my nature. Sure. Exactly. That's what I was getting at. (laughs)
0: Yeah. So what other, what other goals do you
1: have? Uh, certainly, uh, certainly the business being successful, certainly the kids being successful in the business, um, and financially successful for them that, you know, they can, uh, Enjoy the benefits of my hard work and certainly their hard work. Right, right, right. Uh, would be awesome. Yeah, that's great.
0: Those are great. Those are all great goals. So, so Brian, so what do you do within the company? What's
3: your role? So my role uh, position is general manager, um, but heavy within all the operations. My big focus is making sure that you know all of our crews, all of our jobs, all of our scheduling, you know, everything that in all these moving pieces are just operating smoothly, mm-hmm. you know, that um we're being profitable on the jobs, that uh we're presentable on our jobs, uh, that our equipment, you know, is working uh, you know, as it should. Um, and like I said earlier, it's just being there for as many, you know, of the employees in the company as I can. Right. Uh, to help. So know. how many
0: employees do you guys have right now?
3: Uh, we're just under 50. So okay, that's in a the lot of people. 40s. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, and that's about, we're, we're, anywhere from about 13 to 15 trucks out on the road on a daily basis. Right. Um, different it, it, departments.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. So, but you, but you guys are really smart because you limit your service area. It, Correct. And I know that because, um, I had no idea that we were all going to be sitting in, down together one day having a conversation on a podcast, but you guys used to cut my grass back in the, you know, 2013, 14, and I lived in Oakton, and then I moved to McLean, and you said, well, we don't go to McLean, and I said, would you make an exception? <laughs> yeah. he said, no.
3: So, so what is your service area? Uh, so, we are, we are, so our office is located um, down in the Stone Ridge area. So, okay. right there, and uh, on that uh, section of Loudoun County. So, Uh, we really don't go, uh, past the Oakden area. So that's sort of our furthest, you know, east, west, we really don't go past route 15. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as far as north and south, we're pretty much, uh, we stay below route seven and we stay above 66. So, uh, yeah, that's the goal is to try to keep the service area as, you know, I don't want to say small, but as efficient, especially right. with just traffic, you know, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. pricing of our services. I mean, as a, as a mowing service, you know, you're averaging around maybe $35 a service. So in order to, you know, uh, pay the bills and be profitable uh you really have to be efficient right in how many of those $35 services can you fit in Absolutely. to one day
0: so, yeah and the and the travel time in between and the fuel and getting to the first job and back home from the,
3: the last job I, I get it that's right the payroll yeah. i mean it's again a $35 service requires three guys right. you know requires a truck a trailer uh the equipment mm-hmm. that goes with it so fuel. yes yeah. it's uh it's extremely difficult so you know we every year we have conversations about our service area and mm-hmm. look at where our existing customers are and you know uh, where can we grow more than make those routes more efficient you right know? And, and it all points back to you know closer to the shop you know the more manageable that is yeah absolutely. Driving out, you
1: know. yeah plus if you get a breakdown then you can go and it, it is, is yeah it's challenging and, and certainly you know the current conditions you know in our country you know it's 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 double challenging yeah I bet and and certainly now with the price of fuel mm-hmm. um, we have gone in I mean it is a constant constant analysis on how we can continue to try to be profitable right uh, which is very difficult and, and and certainly setting that profit margin um our suppliers are going up yep and you know raising their prices I should say and yep. it's almost daily right Uh, we obviously the price of fuel. Yep. You try to do a general, you know, increase, um, certainly to cover your, your employees, you know, Mm -hmm. with their raises and stuff. Right. And you turn around and you throw in how much supplies have gone up. Yep. Uh, now how much fuel has gone up. Right. It's difficult. And, And trying to pass that on to the consumer is not easy. Now we're just... We get looked at as just some podunks that are cutting grass. Right. Okay. Uh, And that's been one of the challenges that I've had throughout my whole career is people just looking at us or looking at me going, hey, you're just a grass cutter. You're just coming Mm -hmm. from the mountains, Mm -hmm. coming in here, you know, just cutting grass. Anybody can cut grass. Right. And that's, yes, you know, everybody has cut grass, you know, in their lifetime. And yeah, it's not that difficult. But running a business to do it, to mm-hmm. make a living mm-hmm. is the challenge. It certainly is. And, and we have people in place. I mean, we're extremely professional. Uh, I feel like customer service is a huge part of our business. Right. Again, anybody can cut grass. Uh, you have a lot of one truck operations out there. Mm-hmm. Um, that are doing it and doing it cheaper. Uh, I respect that because that's how I started out. Sure. You know, yeah. it's the one truck guy. Um, so I do respect that. But selling it to a customer that this is what you're getting is not that easy when they're just looking at prices. Yep. Yeah, I got um, you. I, I've always said that our best customer is a customer that had another ser- another lawn service, you right. know, the one two truck guy. Uh, ends up being our best customer. Yeah, yeah. Or as that goes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it, it, it it's challenging. And like I said, we get talked down to a lot. Uh, uh, that was one of my biggest challenges. And I'll tell you a quick story. Back when I was out doing sales, i knocked on the door or a customer called, you know, mm-hmm. a potential customer, you know, wanted an estimate. So it was a big deal to, you know, walk the yard, look at it. Write the estimate up, mm-hmm. knock on the door, and talk to the customer. Right. So I did that, and the customer looked at me and was like, hey, "Your prices are a little high. You know, you're, you're coming from the mountains. You know, what's? You're just putting this money in your pocket, this that, and the other. And I'm like, "No, that's not the case." And and, and I was offended by it. Mm-hmm. This wasn't the first time, so I was ready. I'm like. Yeah, I'd like, you know, I need I need to put my kids through college, you know. I got one now it's getting ready to go to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I live in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. if not close by. Uh, I know your neighbors very well. And to be honest with you, I probably coached, if your son played football, I probably coached him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I'm a grass cutter doesn't mean that I'm a, you know, per se deadbeat. Just putting right. cash in my pocket and not paying taxes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. No, this is this is my livelihood. Mm-hmm. This is how I support my family, mm-hmm. and this you, is how And I you did, the by the way, community. put both of these boys through college. I've all four I'm, of them. I'm all f- I'm on my number four. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a junior. He's a junior at West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, the two older boys graduated from West Virginia, mm-hmm. and. Christopher graduated from Radford. Yep, yep, yep. And I went to college for one year and had enough. I was done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was it
0: was it. a different
2: time. So, Christopher, what are you what are you uh, doing in the company? What's your role? So, uh, primarily our sales and marketing, right. um, and there's some operations into the mix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two, and that's what I, you know got a business degree in management um, and, a, and a minor in marketing. So, you know, uh, those are the two primary roles. But I think a lot of it, too, is just come in fresh from sort of, uh, you know, learning about business, you know, how books teach business and right. seeing what ways I can either, you know, enhance or sort of adjust how the, the businesses are, are, are ran. Right. Um, so... Some of that, I think, has been, uh, you know, looking into—because we do so much volume of services, Mm -hmm. you know, hundreds if not, you know, upwards to a thousand a week. Right, Um, right. And with each service, you know, there's a crew. It's the time that they take to do these jobs, if there's materials being put down. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of stuff to look at, and that's what's determining if you're making— you know, a profit. Right. Um, and with that, you know, in recent years, uh, looking more into, you know, what kind of software that we're using, mm-hmm. how are we inputting, you know, this data? Are we getting, you know, accurate um, and useful, you know, reports and data that can be applied? Right. Um, so that's something I would say probably in the last 18 months, um, I've, you know, dived more into and, and uh, you know, some things we've made some adjustments, I think, for the better, And uh, so that's been like a sort of an ongoing project I've put time into, Mm -hmm. but sales and marketing uh, as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, when even when I was about to graduate, sitting down with them talking about, hey, you know, if you're if you're going to come and work here, this is where we think you could bring value. Mm -hmm. So I think taking uh, that conversation and trying to do the best job possible, sort of what I you know, when I wake up, that's what I want to do. Right. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, it takes all different kinds of brains to run a company, all different kinds of viewpoints. So, so what kind of lessons have you learned from your dad?
1: <sighs> this oh, oh. ought to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, you need to put both of them on the spot. I'm coming, I'm, coming to the, I'm coming. back
2: over to Brian in a second.
0: Yeah, Christopher's is he's got to get some mic time here. Yeah,
2: I've learned. You know, I think I guess one of the words that come to mind, I think, is like patience. Yeah having patience with your dad or I having think patience just overall with him. Yeah, yeah yeah overall yeah. um you know and, and that could kind of tie into you know how you react to something whether it's business or in life if maybe it doesn't go as planned right uh you know maybe eliminating the time if something you do it doesn't go the way you expected it eliminating the time fretting over it upset you know just moving on to the next thing trying right. to to get better um so you know, communication is a big thing. I think ever since I've been young and it's, you know, been tied to work and just outside of work. But I think he's been fantastic at just building and maintaining relationships. Right. Um you know which even before you start, we started recording you were talking about the you know importance of having connections having relationships right a lot of people whether it's business or in life they they can spark relationships but how how long does it last right um, so seeing him from when I was younger having conversations on the phone or in person with mm-hmm. people and now you know whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road still having conversations with the same people and more um, I think I've learned a lot of lessons of you know the importance of and and what keeps those relationships is being good good friend, being honest, right. Working to make the relationship healthy. Mm -hmm. Uh and I I think that it can apply to a ton of things. Yeah. Business and outside of it.
0: So so I think your dad and I come from the same era, more or less, and I've got you know, deep, deep friendships from from that time. So I, I'd be curious, how do you think the digital world that we live in today is going to impact your ability to have these long-term deep relationships? Do you think it's, you know, 20, 30 years from now, do you think you're going to have the same kind of relationships, my dad, that your dad and I have with with our peers of our early days? Do you think you'll be able to maintain that kind of a relationship going forward?
2: Yeah, I think it it depends. You know, I think with in like you said, sort of the digital era, and now we're able to reach endless amounts of different people. Yeah. Um. So, I think that can be great because when that wasn't the case there was a smaller amount of people you could come across. And
0: you got much closer to
2: them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that um, if you look at, like, let's just say, like the steps of how you create a relationship, you meet somebody. So you can meet somebody, you know, at the gas station, or you can meet them online. Mm -hmm. How you go from there and how you carry those traits of being a good friend, being able to listen, I think if you can apply it in the same way versus somebody you met in person and somebody you met online – You can still achieve the same great relationship uh, and sort of longevity.
1: Right. So I think people like to see a
2: face. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think. So they're not going to know if you see them somewhere
1: in public. They're not going to know. See, this is where we have this younger, per se, generation. We call it a generation gap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, I can run into somebody and we, you know, I know them personally. Right, 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 Right. right. As opposed to the online you know, how you don't know.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, and I struggle with that. It's just, a, you know, I wonder what, is, what life is going to be like for my kids. I have 13-year-old twins. And, uh, you know, the digital relationships, it's so easy to go make a new one that you don't necessarily, and I don't know, I can't speak for you, obviously, yeah. but it's my perception. You don't necessarily invest the time to try to to bridge a potential um I don't even know if conflict's the right word, but you know, Chris, you and I, you know, we we probably had fallouts with all of our friends. Sure. You know, you have disagreements. And you don't see him for a while, and then you kind of come circle back around him. In the digital world, you get canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, yeah. And you push, I think, you know, ignore. I think too, yeah. and
2: I think there's different levels of friendships and relationships. Right. You know, I've been blessed and fortunate enough that my close, close circle of lifelong friends—I grew up with them, played right. sports with them, right—and exactly. they'll never, they'll never be bumped out of that role because but, they weren't digital relationships. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. but I think exactly. that doesn't mean that I can still have space. Or relationships, whether it's meeting people online, right. it will never reach that same strength. Exactly. But there's still, it, we all have people in our lives that we're not as close with, but we're still happy that they're a part of our
0: exactly. lives. Exactly. No, I agree. So, Brian, what about you? I know you've had time to think for a minute. Yeah.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, big. You know, my relationship with my dad and things that I've learned, you know, um, I've been I've been working for him for 10 years. Right. Um, And when I started working, you know, he just he really sold it to me. You know, um, you can take it as far as you want. Right. So really, the the big thing that, you know, thinking about my dad, what I learned from him is that, you know, it's hard. Life is hard, you mm-hmm. know, running a business is hard, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times, you know, sort of the work's never done. You know, right. you can always improve and always, you know, get better and, and, and do it better, you know. Um, and he, he, he always stayed himself, you know, so that's something that I really you know, it, it, I've been fortunate to, you know, sort of see from him, you know, cause we've grown, um, we've go through ups and downs, you know, but, um, he's, he's sort of doing it his way and he stayed, you know, himself. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been, uh, it's helped me, you know, mm-hmm. because I, you know, I'm going through a lot of things that he went through with the business and, um, you know, just sort of, just believing in myself and staying true to myself and, mm-hmm. you know, just always remember that, Hey, if you know, if no one else is going to do it. You know, it, it, it's going to be you, you know, so right. put in that time and, you know, um, it, it it's, it's necessary. It has to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just roll through, you know, being in a family business. You can't just assume that you're, you know, you're safe or the business. Is safe. So, right. You need to uh, you need to really put in the time.
0: Well, it's yeah. a fight. Everybody's fighting for that customer, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's fighting for that efficiency, and mm-hmm. everybody's fighting for the. For the employees, right, for the folks that are going to go out there and do the work. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as soon as you stop fighting, somebody else is going to win the fight, you Mm -hmm. know. So, yeah, that's all that. That all makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
3: And there's a lot of things that you can't control, you know, that you're you're constantly, you know, uh, having to resolve or fix or improve, you know, I mean employees, as an example, you know, we may get back to the office after this and one of our, you know, key employees may, you know, tell us that they're taking another job, you know, and then now that's the next challenge, you know, or like with fuel pricing, what we're dealing with right now, how do we go from uh, the beginning of the year diesel was at, you know, about three and a quarter a gallon and Mm -hmm. now we're getting close to five. How do we, you know, deal with that? How do we, you know, make that? So just what I, what I learned from him really is that it, it's hard, mm-hmm. you know, and it, I, when it gets easy, I don't know, you know, I don't know when that's going to happen. That's right. being but,
1: content when it becomes that yep. way. And, and I don't think you'll, you can never be content when you're, you know, self-employed, uh, again, it's, it, it's a challenge and there's, there's great rewards, Yep. but there's a lot of sacrifices. Uh, I try to preach to them all the time that you, there are things that are out of your control in business just like what he said we just, may just come about back everything <laughs> right we may come back you know to the office and you know one of our key employees yeah you know i'm i'm leaving right and those are things you can't um predict i shouldn't say predict but you can't control right so i preach there are things in business that you can control and those controllable things is how you, you need to fine-tune those that's mm-hmm. where you can save money you know, and become more profitable. Mm-hmm. I can't pass, if we're not managing the business properly, doing everything as efficient as we can in our business, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. the mechanic ordering parts from the right, you know, supplier, um, you know, whatever, everything. You right. know, office supplies, this, this, that, and the other. Try to be as efficient. I can't, by being lazy or being per se ignorant to these things, pass that on to a customer. Right. To right. try to make up the difference to try to still be profitable. That's not fair to the customer. Right. That's us internally not doing our job. Right. So but we can control those things. Yeah. And and I try to get them to focus big time on that. Let's yeah. control what we can control. There yeah. are things that are out of our control that we'll deal with that when it comes, you know, right when it happens. Right. But, it's
2: it's just like sports. It's exactly right? what I was thinking. That's how, yeah. that's how I look at it. As it's, soon as you show
0: up to play any kind of a game, and you don't show up with everything you have, you will not win that game because the other team is going to bring everything they have.
1: Mm-hmm. You got to bring everything you have every day. Well, yeah, applies to like my the fishing stuff. We're going to get uh, to that done? now. Let's go. <laughs> the, Let's talk about fishing. The the challenges being prepared, controlling everything that you can control before that boat leaves the dock. Right. It's huge. Yes. Okay. It's tremendous. You know, if you're just being lazy on a knot. Yeah. Or not, you know, checking your line for any nicks in it. Right. Or checking your safety gear. Everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When you get into to a situation where you have a, you know, two to 500 pound blue marlin coming up right behind you. You you don't need to worry about whether or not that knot's tied properly. Right. You know, was it checked, or is your line you know fresh line, or are there any nicks in your line? Mm-hmm. You don't have time for that. So you need to prepare. You need to get all that stuff ready to go, and and put that out of your mind and only focus on trying to hook that fish. Right. Right. You don't. It's it's a very short you know. 10, 15 seconds yeah. of mayhem, everything has to be prepared properly so you don't have to worry about that. Right. So
0: now who's fishing?
1: Brian, you're fishing? Uh,
0: no. Christopher, you're fishing. No, not
2: not really. I'm you're fishing. the fisherman. He's, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes.
0: So what do you guys do for, for sports or fun or hobbies?
3: Um, I mean, I'm a homebody. You Are know? you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I any... Uh, any projects around my house, you know, that's what uh, that's I can decompress. Yeah, you know, whatever that may be. And that's then, that's me. But you yeah. do a lot of hunting. I do. So I do a lot of hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of my good buddies has got a big chunk of land not far from my house. So um, you know, everything from deer, you know, turkey, you mm-hmm. know, um, to just you know, prepping the land, walking the land, uh, just being outside, yeah. you know, and.
0: So, but, but a lot, a lot of people don't realize hunting isn't often as much about hunting as it is about the camaraderie of who you're oh, hunting with.
3: It is. And yeah. uh, I mean, there's such a, I don't know if it's ironic to say, I mean, you know, guys that hunt will understand, but there's a piece to it. You know, there's a piece to sitting up in a tree stand, you know, and, uh, it's just you and it's just you in the woods. Yep. Um, you know, you're hearing everything from birds, you know, the squirrels to possibly a deer, you know, Turkey, I mean, Turkey season, you're hearing Turkey gobbles. Right. And, um, you're still, you're silent and, uh, you just get to focus on one thing, you know, Mm -hmm. which is, which is that hunt and, um, everything else just sort of goes by the wayside whatever works awesome. yeah. yeah and uh I mean I fell in love with it yeah
0: how about you Christopher
2: I'm kind of all over the place I mean right. I, I still I, I've always had a deep deep love for sports right um, so I think you know portions of the day I'm always trying to follow what's going on whether it's you know NBA NFL mm-hmm. Um. I've definitely dived down uh, you know, rabbit hole of interest and in recently, probably in the last like year and a half, like sports cards, sports memorabilia, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. stuff online, you know, a lot of, you know, talk about like the NFTs or like cryptocurrency yeah. stuff like that. That'll get those yeah. NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll never buy one. You I don't know. even know what that is. It's a non-fungible <laughs> token. It's, yeah. It's it's a- kinda like, we don't need to go down the explanation, <laughs> but like, it's sort of like a, it's like a form of art, you know, it, it, and so, Just stuff, you know, business. I love, you know, reading success stories or, or, um, you know, just something like this podcast, listening to podcasts just like this, uh, you know. So just all over the place, just anything that interests me. Um, And it circles around, you know, sports and and even – you know, like earlier when we were talking about sort of like mentors and stuff, role models, and how similar business mm-hmm. and sports are. You know, I have so many, you know, role models and just these, you know, athletes that grew up. And I, you know, I'm not playing a sport today, but I think business is sports, so I still have so many people I look up to right. and try to apply the same sort of principles um, as they did that that made them reach a su- success, but. Yeah, interest, yeah, you know, sports, memorabilia. You stuff guys are like on that. three
0: different planets with oh, your, yeah. uh <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, I mean it's a good thing. Yeah, it is a good <laughs> thing. I
1: mean, Brian and I uh we certainly share the love of the outdoors and right. and hunting. I don't do it as much as I used to. Right. Uh but I understand it and, yeah. and I'm like the opposite I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I see that.
2: Yeah, I see that. <laughs> I like to fish though. Fishing's yeah. fun. I haven't done any hunting. Have you so been I'm, fishing with your dad? Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, even when we were younger, yeah. And I, you know, when you're younger, sometimes you don't really appreciate. You don't the get art it. of. You don't get it. Yeah. So I think in recent years, even, um, and he's got a place, you know, on the water. I've grown to like enjoy it, love it, mm-hmm. look at it a little competitively. You know, I need to catch a fish, and then you catch one fish, like why can't I go for till? Right. So I, I've grown the appreciation for it and uh, I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how much time do you spend
0: fishing?
1: Well, so I started fishing as a kid mm-hmm. just because growing up in Florida, you know, there was tons of you know opportunities. Where to did you that. grow up in Florida? What part? South Florida. Okay. Boca Raton, West Palm Beach. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Messing around there, that's how, you know, kill time. It was at sports mm-hmm. and uh and fishing. I mean yeah. the opportunity is right there. I could walk right out the back of my house and bass fish. Right. You know, there was a, a a little channel there, uh, canal. Mm-hmm. And I was able to do that and, and I think that allowed me it started my the process of me being able to escape whatever was going on. Right. and just focus on that. Right. And then um I got away from it when I moved up here, uh, fishing wasn't as available Mm -hmm. as it was. So I focused on sports, um, and then, which led into my family. Right. Having, you know, young, I mean, I started out, I was, my oldest was born. I was 20 years old. Wow. So it's been challenging. Sure. So I didn't have opportunities to get away Mm -hmm. and escape, um, I coached the kids in football, Mm -hmm. baseball, uh, and that was a a huge priority to me. Mm -hmm. But again, I didn't have that opportunity for myself. And I also felt like it was a selfish act to be away from my family and doing something for my own personal Mm -hmm. uh, enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later on, um, things got a little bit easier. The kids got a little bit older. Right. And I started bass fishing around here on the Potomac River. Right. Uh, and truly enjoyed that, uh, fished a lot of tournaments, but that was the opportunity for the kids to be able to go and go fishing, mm-hmm. take them out on the boat and go have fun for the day, Yeah, mess around and fish. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's a, that's this a is lot true. Of work. Well, especially if you're not catching anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. Then that led to offshore fishing, uh-huh. uh, and I was very fortunate, um, to know some guys that were able to to allow me to to play a role in in, in, in offshore fishing, mm-hmm. uh, which came very competitive. Mm-hmm. We
0: uh, so are you doing that in Florida,
1: or are you doing? We that- did it all over, all up and down. So okay. we we would start Mexico. Wow, um, fish in Mexico, which would help you out for the rest of the season because you had so many opportunities at fish sail sailfish. We were all billfish. That's right. Uh, that's what we fished for. That would lead to, uh, the Bahamas, uh, which would turn around and, and then we'd come right back over, start in South Carolina, work our way all the way up, you know, fishing South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, ocean city, um, And then come wintertime, the boat would move down to Florida. Mm -hmm. We would fish tournaments in Florida or uh, head over to Costa Rica and fish. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I I was very fortunate to be able to do that. And I met a tremendous amount of great, great people Mm -hmm. and very, very successful Mm -hmm. people. Now the great thing about that was here I am, this grass cutter. You guy. keep saying that, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm I'm I am socializing with guys that have multi-million dollar companies, mm-hmm. four to six hundred employees, mm-hmm. and we could sit down in a relaxed environment, somewhat relaxed because mm-hmm. we're you know talking about business, and discuss you know, pluses and minuses in each other's business. And, and it it was all basic stuff. Right. Employees. Yep. Trying to, you know, keep a certain profit margin. Yep. How do you do this? I mean, I felt if guys are asking me questions, then I must be doing something right. Absolutely. You know, these guys that are extremely successful. Mm-hmm. So it was great. I mean, I, I truly... I, I cherish those moments and I got no regrets, none whatsoever. Now I've sort of gotten a little burned out over it. It mm-hmm. was a lot of traveling and I've sort of backed it down a little bit. Yes, well, I still continue to fish. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I am finding enjoyment out of getting on my little skiff, 16 foot skiff that yeah. I have, yeah. and going out to my inlet and catching, you know, whatever, two or three pound mm-hmm. stripers. Yep. You know, I'm finding just as much enjoyment out of that as opposed to catching a 500-pound blue marlin. It's the same thing like sitting in a uh, hunting stand. Yeah. You know, it's it's that time alone where you can think and be with nature. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And detune. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, And hopefully, you know, focus, you know, be able to think through some of your issues that you have so you're not making snap decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. All
0: good stories, fellas. So Christopher, let's let's shift gears here for a second, and let's talk about your company. So we haven't even said the name of your company in this whole entire podcast. We
1: have actually two companies. Okay, two. well
0: let's let's talk about your uh, let's talk about your business, and then I guess uh, Chris, why don't you tell us about your two companies, and then Christopher. Why don't you like give us the features, advantages, and benefits of your, of your company so that folks can kind of get our, or get your, get your
1: sales pitch. I'm certainly not part of your company. (laughs) (laughs) So we, so the original business was promo. Yes. Um, which was grass cutting, uh, mulching, hedge and bush trimming. Yep. Uh, that led into fertilization. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh that started with the fertilization because uh, one of my good friends that's what he did mhm and we joined forces mm-hmm. and he sort of took that on i've never done anything that i just to do it if that makes right. any sense yeah, you sure it you does. need to be smart in what you're doing um, which later on i don't know 10 15 years in the business uh, i ended up buying a sprinkler company mhm uh, yes, could promo have done sprinklers? We probably could have jack legged that around and gotten away with some stuff. But again, it's your reputation. Right, right. So, uh, what's the name of the sprinkler company? Superior Sprinkler okay. Systems. Okay. Uh, the opportunity came up for me to buy that, um, and I did. And it's a good add-on to our business, but it's a separate business. Right. We can play off of each other, but they have their specialties doing the sprinkler system. There's right. an art to that. So, it's just like I'm not taking promo employees and just say, "Hey, go out there and you know go fix that sprinkler system or go mm-hmm. out and install that sprinkler system." This is what they do, and this is what they only do.
0: Right? Do you do do, you
1: do this? Do you have the same office management team?
0: For yes. Both? Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: So they they are able to handle it, and that falls into line with what Christopher and real and, and both Brian too have been really hardcore on is with the. The computers mm-hmm. with the software packages. Right. now, right. I've had it forever. Software, you know, packages, but this putting these together to be able to cross the customers over yeah. uh, has been a, a, a huge challenge. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so, uh, so, Christopher, tell us when you're because you handle the sales and the marketing mm-hmm. for the organization. So, when you're when you're meeting a customer, what do you tell them? Why should they use promo? and superior sprinklers.
2: Yeah, and and to sort of summarize what he explained, basically both the companies offer, you know, lawn maintenance, property mm-hmm. maintenance services for both residential and commercial. Okay. Um and as you well know, you know, cuz you deal with the purchasing, selling of homes, you know, the the landscape is just as important because it's part of the property. Mm-hmm. Um so we basically offer a, you know services that is going to maintain, keep everything healthy, lush, and looking sharp mm-hmm. um, because it's an extension of your home, right. um, just like the inside is. So we offer those standard services. Um, and then sort of to explain what would differentiate ourselves. Cause just like he was talking about, so many people can do these services. Mm-hmm. Anybody can purchase a lawnmower, learn it. It's a fairly simple skill. Majority of people in the country probably cut their own yard, right. mulch their own beds, trim right. their own things. Okay. So what, what benefit do we serve as a company? Um, if, if a customer doesn't have time, they don't have the understanding, or they just want somebody to do it because they'll do it better than them. That's where, you know, we could come in and perform the work, How the entire relationship works with having a service provider is something that I've, you know, and we've dived in to make it more seamless. Um, You know, how we communicate with customers when we're going to schedule their services, how they can go online and have an account just like they do with all these other different types of expenses in their lives Mm -hmm. and they can see what services they're getting. Mm -hmm. If they are interested or want a separate service that we offer, you know, do they have pricing that's available to them? Can they right. sign up easily online um, Online, right. you know, or through the phone? You know, a big thing is, is that we still the same way that we sell and offer services mm-hmm. in 2022 is we still do it the same way that we did in, in 2000. Mm-hmm. But we can offer more ways for people to, you know, get our services and and, and have a, a relationship. So right. if people want to call, you know, I sometimes I use the scenario, it's like, if you want to order pizza. Nowadays, people, you can call and order pizza, but a lot of these pizza companies, you can go online and you can order it. Mm-hmm. Some people want to call and some people will just want to do it online. Right. So if you get, from a business perspective, if you give customers the option Right. I think you have a better chance of acquiring more and happy no, customers.
0: You're, you're, you're absolutely right. People, you, you, you got to be able to acquire the customer in the way the customer wants to be acquired. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, so that, and we've, with these new channels, and regardless of whether it's texting online, you know, new technologies inventions have just came along. Mm-hmm. Since 2000, you can do things more, you know, like whether it's, gps on phones now you don't have to use a physical map that's a huge difference some people may still want to use a physical map right (laughs) but that's up to them yeah um so implementing new ways of of making customers happy whether it's you know texting them emailing them calling them giving them those options and and uh i guess that's the best way to explain that's how we want to separate ourselves is making being a service provider It's easy to use, honest, communicative, caters to the customer.
0: Yeah. And I'll just say, as a previous customer, you guys were my lawn service when I lived in Oakton. And I've had a lot of lawn services since then. And you guys were 100% reliable. You did a great job. um, Didn't even really know you were there. Right. And to me, that's the measure of a great lawn service. You know, when I have to get involved because something wasn't done right or somebody didn't cut the backyard or they didn't do the edging, you know, that's, that's a headache that I don't think any homeowner needs and whatever you guys are doing and however you're doing it, my experience with your company was, was really phenomenal. And I was, uh, I was, I was sad when uh, you wouldn't come to McLean <laughs> and I did not get good service in McLean when I was We there.
1: try, you, we have right now, we have three ladies in the office. Yeah. Customer service is huge. Everything. A- and if there's a problem, and there's going to be problems. i mean, sure. It's just, you know, it, it is what it is, whatever it is. We try to minimize them, sure. obviously. But if a customer calls, we're on it. Yeah. You know, one of my huge pet peeves it's always been is that that phone needs to be answered within two, you know, rings. Right. And that's a huge thing. That's going to set us off compared to you know, the one, two truck guys, you right. know, because they're out there hustling. They can't do that. If And, and then we're, we're on it. We have things in place. Yeah. You know, you have a problem, we miss something, goes right to our foreman, they're on it, you know, relays it right to the crew. There, There's protocols.
0: Yeah, but having good crews is everything because then you don't get the phone calls to begin well, with. Well, that's the goal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's the
1: goal. I mean, and I've been very fortunate uh, with guys that have been working for me have been I think our longest is 20 years
0: Wow it's amazing and
1: you know majority of the other guys are you know 12 to you know 15 years
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: It, it's been tremendous it's been challenging mm-hmm. uh, but then again you know they're not a number right they're exactly. family to us exactly and they can come to us with any issues and, and, and we work with them right and, and it's 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 been great I mean you're only as good as your employees absolutely.
0: So, Brian, is there is there anything you want to add to uh, what your dad and your brother uh, said about the company?
3: Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, like what you asked uh, Christopher, you know, what would you say, you know, to a new customer sort of about us? You know, right. how would you sell us? I think, you know, it's it's 30 years, you know, in the business, um, you know, learning from our mistakes. and. Um, like what my dad was just saying about, you know, our employees, I mean, we treat them like family. We, our employees are genuinely happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. genuinely happy, you know, and, uh, that shows in the quality of work and not just from the guys cutting the grass, but, you know, from our, you know, ministers in the office, you know, helping a customer out and Mm -hmm. that 30 years in the business, you know, we, like I said, knowing the rights from wrong. So we know, any issue that comes up on a customer's lawn you know needs to be addressed immediately and um you know professionally and um you know mistakes happen nobody's perfect but um building that relationship with your customer that's that's what we want we want long-term you know relationships you Mm -hmm. know and um you know it's just that though that many years in the business is just you know so much knowledge and Um, that's what I try to tell, you know, any, you know, prospective customers is Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, you're talking to, you know, a guy with the company, we really care. You know, I can tell you firsthand, you know, from top to bottom and, um, it shows. And, uh, if we make a mistake, we'll own up to it, you know, but, um, like I said, just, uh, we know the rights from wrongs, you know, Mm -hmm. so a lot of hardworking people.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good, and I and I and I I agree with everything you guys said. All right, so to, to wrap up our conversation today, so Chris, I'm I'm going to ask you, what lessons have you learned from your sons and working with them?
1: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what lessons have I learned from them? Yeah. Mm, probably. To be able to walk away I say this respectfully yeah walk away and not n- walk away with what I want to say and go cool off before letting it just flow out of my mouth I can tell I know <laughs> I know that they are when I'm on them. Yeah. And I'm on them. I feel like I'm on them because I want them to be successful. Right. And, and, and them being successful allows me to be able to retire. Right. Um, and you have to do things right. So when I see some laziness, I, I you could call it laziness. They, they're really not lazy. Sure. But when I'm on them, yeah, I know what's going through their head. I probably get about a quarter percent they're taking in. Yeah. The, the three quarters of it, they're cussing me out. <laughs> so I am learning that to take that frustration from me, from them, you know, and just backing it off and walking away. Right. And not saying things that can come back, you know, that are detrimental. Yeah. And again, it's tough. It's, it's tough because I have to look at things that th- these are my children. Right. This is our family Yeah, and, and try to separate the family, you know, from the business, which mm-hmm. is like we talked about earlier, it's very difficult right? because it, when we're together, we're talking about business. Mm-hmm. There's never, you know, Hey, how are things going, you know, around the house, mm-hmm. you know, how's your girlfriend doing, you know, th- there's none of that stuff, which is very unfortunate. And right. if there, if there really is, it's very small yeah. and that's the sad part about it. So, yeah. um, I'm trying to to do better with that.
3: Mm-hmm. I can tell you he's learned how to write an email from us. He's learned <laughs> that PTO stands for paid time off and not power takeoff, you know. So again, there's a with lot of small letters. Things he that's learns correct, too.
2: Right. Yep. right. Right, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's a, I think there's a time we've all learned from each other. Sure, um, sure, absolutely. And just like, you know, when we were talking about things that we do outside of the office, it's such a different, you know, different hobbies and different ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. So I think we all learn learn from each other um, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, take the good with the bad and, and try to apply it. Yep. So it's every day. There's always yep. something every day.
3: Yeah, good deal.
0: Yeah. So anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up?
3: You can find our companies, you know, online uh promolawns.com Yep. And uh superiorsprinklerinc.com. Yep. Um like we we're saying we're located in Loudon County, so you know, uh the Ashburn, you know, areas to the Oakton areas to the Haymarket areas um You know, we provide, you know, those residential maintenances, call our office. Mm -hmm. Which phone number? Mm 703-957-4880 is our main number. Okay. Uh, And they'll be able to answer any questions that you have. Uh, If you're interested in any services, let them know. And uh, we'll set up a time for you to meet with one of our representatives. Sounds great. Social
2: media, too. We're on social media. Activity is going to pick up a lot. I've More heard. this year, <laughs> uh, we've got some good things, and 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 with me behind it too, we have got some good things, and we're gonna really increase our you know our online presence, mm-hmm. um, and you know with just giving you know not necessarily you just looking for straight sales, but just shedding information yep. about the industry, about services, um, and just putting our putting ourselves out there. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Chris, anything you want to add? You I mean,
1: I we had talked earlier about success. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't like that word success. Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, it puts you, you know, if you concede to it, then you become complacent. Yeah. But doing what we're doing today and having my children here, that's success. If I had to say it. You stole the words out of my mouth. I mean, it's it's very, uh, very fulfilling to see their passion. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, It's awesome. Yeah. Well, running a business for as long as you have is a measure of success as well. It's not easy. It's not easy. There's a lot of things that come along that knock you down, and you guys have done a great job, and it's been a pleasure uh, chatting with you today and uh, really appreciate you guys coming in. Thank Thank
1: you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm fine.